on Gaps. And I'm Blizz. And welcome, and welcome to, to Their Tropes Battled for Dominance. Woo! I'm sorry, I'm like really sleepy, so we're a little <laughs> delusional right now. I'm... You know the vibes. Beyond tired. Um, So I apologize in advance if this one's not as hype as our our normal stuff like i'm going on super i'm busy. i'm going on caffeine so i'll be like fun i'll be like delirious it'll be I a time almost like i came so close to falling asleep on my drive home i had to like call like a bunch of people to like help me stay awake it was real bad um but yeah so my parents i was telling liz but i'll tell you guys my parents are coming in town this weekend so normally i have time to like catch up on everything you know over the weekend but because they're coming to town i don't have that luxury so i'm kind of like cramming my whole life into a week right now and it's 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 very stressful um sorry and um i'm just so tired yeah but yeah work full-time school full-time yeah and also um the overwatch feet all like female uh slash marginalized genders is what they're calling it the overwatch empowerment cup is the end of the month so um, I'm on a team for that, so we started practicing. So I have even more, or I guess even less free time, um, which, you know, I'm excited for. It's only for a month, so it hopefully won't be too bad. But, like, let's just say I'm really tired. Uh, yes. Liz, how's, how's your stuff going? You know, um, playing stuff. I have, like, Star Wars brain rot. Like, uh, even, yeah, I, I know, know, I always, I always have Star Wars brain rot. Liz actually but, like, came up this weekend, and we were supposed to record and didn't. But uh-huh. um, Liz, Liz talked about Star Wars for a good bit to Nick. Um, and Nick told like, me after he was like I didn't want to be mean but I actually didn't know a single thing she was talking about because he's like not as into it like he's into what it what was I saying to him I have I'm no like, idea I don't remember whatever, whatever you told him he like just didn't understand and he like turned to me as you like walked out of the apartment and he was like I feel really bad but like I didn't know any of the Star Wars stuff she was telling me <laughs> what was that like I'm just trying to think because like from what I remember, all I was really talking about was like, I guess like 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 Ahsoka and I don't think he's watched any like thing like beyond the movies though. Is the thing. Oh, I guess so, yeah, that could so be it for him. It was like everything you were saying was like new information, and he was like, okay, and like just nodding along. Yeah, but he should have just wasn't, told wasn't me upset about it. No, he no. should have just told me because then I feel bad because then I just keep rambling. No, listen, that I could actually he he'll never tell you. I know I'm gonna hit him <laughs> next time I see bad. him. Like he would if he was bothered by it, he would have told you. But like he felt bad because he was like I didn't know what she was talking about. <laughs> yeah, but I would have explained it better because then I would have <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I've had Star Wars brain rot. A uh, book of Boba Fett's real good. Um, I started rewatch. I'm start. I'm continuing getting through the Clone Wars. I'm like absolutely fucking feral, like really feral. Um, like as we all know, biggest Anakin simp of all time, right here. Yes. So it's just like within that show, you just like get to see like more of like the characters from like the prequels relationships, and that's where mm-hmm. we really get to see like Ahsoka and her journey as like a Padawan and like learning everything and like I'm just like dying laughing. I'm being like a huge ass simp. Um Anakin cured mm-hmm. space COVID and yeah, that's she, she I love that. Befriended the was it Spencer's employee the Spencer at my cashier, local mall. yeah. because um, she she was like she was like Anakin cured space COVID and like then they cured had, like, space a COVID conversation yeah. about Star Wars. It was, it was a great really time. It was yeah, cute. we were we were both just like as excited as the other one, so it was like so yeah. fun. And then she and like she said things that even Liz didn't know about, which I was like, "Whoa!" Anyone who can do that when it comes to Star Wars, is there's cool. so much Star Wars stuff. It's yeah, so easy to, to do that. You, to me, you are like the end all be all of Star Wars lore. I guess <laughs> that's so fucking weird to me because I still feel like you know more than moron. the average Star Wars fan, though. I still feel like moron in Star Wars knowledge. I feel like I don't know enough, so um. Yeah. Nuts. Nuts. But um yeah, there's there was space COVID in an episode and Ahsoka and Padme got I it and Anakin's like, when, like, I must cure when Liz got to our apartment, like the first thing she said was like, Anakin cured space COVID. <laughs> it's so funny. We so- <laughs> it's so funny. I think it's so funny. I think it's funny because of how like how excited you were about it. <laughs> he cured 
cured space COVID. Like, we, I don't. I I I think it was better than um. Liz and I found the world's shittiest escape room. Oh um, my god! Don't talk to me about it was at that. At the mall, so like we knew it was gonna be kind of like a budget experience, but like this was like budget. Like it was. And, like, the thing is, like it, it's not even like it was cheap either. It was like thirty dollars a person. Yeah, so, was... which is more than escape rooms normally cost. Normally they're like twenty five like a person max so i was like okay so i guess it'll be half decent and no like they're they, the walls like weren't actually walls like there wasn't they weren't top to bottom like you were like floor. you were so literally we like everybody yeah and like literally all we did for it was just like open up locks yeah and that was the entire like, escape hard room. to figure out and what really makes me mad is we did the alcatraz themed one and so there was this hint that was like what is like you know he x y and z says he likes the view from um this thing from the cell block or whatever so we're looking mm-hmm. at the map and we're like i we can't figure out what the hell like the view is so we call in a hint and she was like you guys have to look really closely at the um at the the poster i'm like we've been looking at it for like 10 minutes like we there is nothing about like the view here like can you please fill us in yeah she the the fucking answer was ocean as an ocean view publishing as like, in the people who published the poster, nothing the to do copyright. with copyright. Yeah, like we were like, what the? the we were I'm like, what the fuck? She was like, and she like acted like we were stupid for yeah, being she was, like, like so bitchy about it. And I'm like, because she's like, you guys can't figure it. Out. I'm like, it's, we're I'm not like, looking at the publishing like, info. Literally, like no other escape room would like have like one thing. I feel like they usually. I mean, if it's a poster, I guess they have to do it with like the publishing info. But like, I don't think like most places don't have like that. Let alone would they use that as like a fucking clue? They wouldn't use it as a clue because it ruins the immersion. It breaks immersion. Yeah, there wasn't much immersion because it was just shitty clip art on boxes and like with like it was like a plain. It it was just like a plain like white box room like it wasn't yeah it was with like mall carpet it was i'm still upset about it you could like they were very much like in business just to get as much money as they can before they go out of business yeah it was something else so it was lesson learned kids do not go to the mall for escape rooms you will or i guess like disappointed look up look see if they have like photos because there is there is a mall there 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 is a mall escape room near me that is good but the thing is, like, it's – I don't even think the photos would have helped because it wasn't, like – like, it had decent reviews online. Like, the whole reason I was, like, up for it is because the reviews were, like, yeah, it was a fun thing to do while we were at the mall. The, what I should have looked for was the keyword, while we were at the mall. Like, it, people yeah. aren't, aren't just going there. Like, yeah. if they're there, it's because they're already stuck there. <laughs> yes. So, that uh, that's that was That was real, real fucking It was tragic. rough. It was – like the definition of rough um and like we were like we were all like we were feeling tired we're like oh we already paid for it so we might as well do it i was so we were already in a bad mood and then for it to be like an awful escape room i was like we were just like fucking over it liz and i were like i felt so bad for like one of the employees who was like like i could kind of tell from like looking back like when we walked in like she immediately knew we were not gonna have a good time <laughs> like the girl who wa- welcomed us in with the she was hair. so sweet yeah she, she was the so cutest sweet. hair she, she had like gorgeous green like curls it was so cool but like i could just tell from her demeanor she was like hmm you're not a family with small children you're gonna hate this yeah you're like you're looking for like an actual like escape escape yeah, room like, like you came to the wrong place, place. Um, she was like, "Do you know how to use locks?" And we're like, "Yeah." yeah they're <laughs> like, like, "Have I you been here before?" No, and they're like, "Clearly, uh, <laughs> yeah." But you know, it it is what it is. Um, yes, at least we got to bond by yeah. having such a shitty experience together. Yeah, we were just like complaining. <laughs> we literally the entirety of that time we were just complaining. Like there was no make the best of it. Like no, we were we, we were, were like we're over it. We, we so walked crazy. into that room and I was just like, oh okay. Literally, I turned them. So I'm like, so it's a one room, right? Because <laughs> you know? nowadays like, escape rooms like they have to be like more than one room to like draw people in. So, um, but that's yeah. that's probably besides the point. You guys probably don't care about escape rooms as much as I uh, we do. <laughs> yes i'm obsessed with escape rooms yes um okay liz what did you pick this week so continuing with my star wars brain rot i chose order 66 and so for those of you who do not know what order 66 it is a top secret command that clone soldiers 
um, obey without question. It was programmed into their control chips. And basically, Order 66 declares all Je like all Jedis as um, traitors to the Republic and must be exterminated. So this is like... So, wait. So to see if I remember the lore you have explained to me correctly. Yes. So is this only in the Clone Wars lore? Well, it's like in all of the Star Wars lore, technically. So this happens in... So the main, the main part... The main story where you see this occur uh -huh. is within, um, what's it called? Um, is in Revenge of the Sith, where, like, you know, like, freaking Palpatine's, like, execute order 66, and everyone, uh -huh. and you have, like, all that fucking sad music where everyone's getting, like, fucking gunned down by oh. their, like, clone friends. Damn. And, like, um, and you've seen, like, um, like, essentially, like, there's in certain and other Star Wars media they like to show this. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, I have like an awful clip of me playing uh Jedi Fallen Order, and you see a flashback for Cal Kestis when like his when like Order 66 happens, he's training with his master. Mm -hmm. And you know, you're you're walking to the room, and while you're walking, you're saying like hello to all the clones, and you're like, Hey guys, what's up? You're my best friend. And I'm like literally like so happy because I'm like, the clones are my friends. This is so sweet. Mm -hmm. And so I complete this like training thing, and then we when then I see next to my master, a clone get a thing that says execute order 66. Oh. And literally, like I was like, no. Oh my god. And like I'm literally like fucking like like crying as I'm trying to escape. And like Cal escapes obviously because he grows up. Uh -huh. But like his master, like you watch his master fucking die. It was so sad. Oh and um Wait, oh oh so so I, I think I get it. So so the Order sixty six, so like that's like the Sith people, right? Like they are the ones who, Yeah. Who so it was and then they kill the Jedi because the Sith are the evil guys who don't like the Jedi, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, to boil it down to, to that, boil it I down, mean, yes, that's what I'm yeah, going to do. Yes, yes. Because, <laughs> like, there are more politics of, like, what if, like, the Jedi went bad and, like, were no, good. I don't care like, about that's that. why Give it's put in. But, like, it's used by the Sith to essentially be, like, get rid of all the Jedi. Okay. And it, like, it actually, like, um... I think I'm actually following for once. Yes. Um, and it leads the Jedi Order to, like, near extinction, oh, wow. where, like, only, like, very few and very select Jedi survive. So you do have people Special who, like, ones. who, like, are no longer Jedis, like, ap like before Order 66 happens. Mm -hmm. Like, Ahsoka never reaches, like, um, Jedi Knight. Like, she leaves the Order. And, um... We know Obi-Wan survives. We know Yoda survives. We know, like, a couple other people who do survive, like Cal, who is just a Padawan, escapes. And just, like, all of that stuff. Like, some people survive. I don't want to give specifics of, like, everyone who survives, because I'm sure in other Star Wars lore there's more people, and I just don't mm. fucking know all of them. And, um, Just remember, yeah. Liz, you'll always know more than me. Thank you. <laughs> Um, and, and it's like a lot of things. it's it's a really sad and emotional moment because you just see like a bunch of characters you love like fucking die and Damn. get like murdered in cold blood. And also like the clones are like like they form attachment to the clones. Like are they all like exact clone copies of like people? Yeah, but like they only kind of yes. have this. But they have no distinct personality. Wait, yes. I was gonna say, but they do. They oh. do have the same. They're not, like, super distinct, but, like, mm -hmm. you learn to, like, love them. <laughs> and, like, as individuals. And, like, you know, they all have, like, little individual names. And, like, they all, like, like, their own like they have, like, they have, like, connections with, like, the Jedi just mm -hmm. as you would, like, your friends. Like, you're essentially, like, forced to fucking murder your friends. And, like, it's really That's sad. Really it's, it is rough. <laughs> and, um... And as I said, this is all really sad. So most fics that happen, like, after Order 66 are really fucking, like, sad and angsty and dark and mm -hmm. all of that shit. Um, within, like, fandom spaces, um, this is, like, a super hyper Star Wars specific trope where in the fact where it's, like, you know, usually, like, for other, like, tropes that are fandom specific, sometimes you can usually find, like, like, like let's AU. say, like, an AU where it's, like, oh, Jedi AU, you can find, like, a Star Wars AU of, like, Teen Wolf with, like, the characters as Jedi yeah, or whatever. Yeah. This, like, I couldn't find one. Like, oh. it was just all Star Wars. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's something, like, there's, similar. There has to be, like, but, yeah, like... Kill, like, kill programs, you know? Yeah. 
But Order 66, this all I could find were Star Wars ones on um, AO3 under this tag. Um, these, there are a lot of fics that um, are canon divergent. So there'll be a lot of fics that are actually um, Order 66, like, like AUs where like it doesn't happen. Uh-huh. So like kind of like a fix it fic, because like it's really fucking sad. Yeah, you see like yeah, a lot I'm of your favorite that. characters like fucking die. And um yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. I'm just going to keep going on and on. Go so it. we might as well just get into the fic. So I chose this fic called Do Not Stand at My Grave and Weep by Asparagus underscore Well, Rites. that sounds fucking depressing. <laughs> it is. Astute observation. And so the description of this is, After Ahsoka has escaped Order 66, she receives a visit from an old friend who has not. And I wrote a note, This is not a fucking shit fic! Because um, it is like a fic between like Anakin and Ahsoka and like exploring their relationship as like Padawan and Master so because are they not a ship? Don't ship them because I think it's really gross because like Why Anakin's known Ahsoka since she was like a like a teenager oh, and like Ahsoka and he's like Ahsoka's like teacher and like oh, they had like very much like a sibling like older sibling younger sibling relationship. Mm-hmm. So um yeah you there's like I also wanted to mention that because there's like hugging and like holding but it's like more of like a sibling like we have like a really deep connection like we have been through like war and like trauma together you know okay and like (laughs) okay me too okay me too living with my mother like oh my gosh (laughs) we've all been there um but yeah i just wanted to say that because i know like there are some people who like kind of do and i just don't like it so mm. i was like i wanted to okay, specify um and, and like so the... i always say if you ship something like we don't care like we wouldn't call ourselves aunties we also wouldn't call ourselves like pro, pro? Shippers, you know? oh like, yeah like we just don't care i just don't care but That's like just, it's just our personal preference yeah i don't i don't like it but um so there is this excerpt from a poem by mary elizabeth fire that uh the author used so i wanted to read it it oh. goes do not stand at my grave and weep i am not there i do not sleep do not stand in my grave and cry. I'm not there. I did not die. And so obviously the only two characters that speak in this fic are Ahsoka and Anakin. This is from Ahsoka's point of view. So I will be reading for Ahsoka and you can read for Anakin. fuckboy voice the last time. Yeah, but like it doesn't fit this right, fic. Right, it's sad. It's like sad. But oh, like, like should, sad. I, should I still do it to like lighten the mood? I don't know. Because, like, I did an angsty thing not too long ago, so I almost feel like we shouldn't. Like, angst isn't really... Well, that's your jam, but it's not my jam. <laughs> I just, like, am mentally ill. Yeah, and I like to so suffer. Am I. And because I, like, I am mentally I like ill, like to suffer. I don't like angst. And I like to suffer, okay? Yeah, you better um, fucking add that last well, bit in there. <laughs> when we when we, when we we get to the part, you can go with whatever your heart desires, whatever my you're feeling. My heart desires the fuck. Home. Stop. The fuck boy. Like to be clear. I know, I know. Okay. We'll we'll see what the mood fits. Okay. The mood will fit the fuck boy. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Ahsoka woke up to the feeling of an unfamiliar hand on her forehead. It wasn't exactly unfamiliar. She was certain she'd felt the intent behind the touch before, though perhaps not the specific weight. The precise placement of callus calluses on the skin its dry warmth the touch was a hello or maybe a goodbye it was a benediction it felt safe there was protection in it only this fact from kept had kept her from springing on attack only this fact kept her from springing an attack on the person who had managed to sneak up on her in her sleep she simply opened her eyes without moving a single other muscle in her body she saw anakin leaning over her he couldn't be here she hadn't heard from him, even though her comlink had somehow survived the day. Also, this is like a fic where I believe Anakin like doesn't. This is a fic where Anakin doesn't go to the dark side, and Order sixty six happens and he dies. So oh. it's very angsty. I mean, it's still just as angsty because technically Anakin Skywalker does die on that day and he's reborn as Darth Vader. But mm-hmm. this is like he is like actually physically like not alive anymore. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't go to the dark side, so at least that's he dies like... being a hero. Yeah, he does. <laughs> um and mm -hmm. and even though she had tried to contact him there was no way for him to know where she was she didn't even know where she was on a planet she couldn't give a name to except by calling it after the graveyard it now contained and he was different 
His eyes held a sadness, not a despairing sadness, not the frustrated kind that she had seen before, because that man is fucking angsty as shit and, like, depressed <laughs> as fuck. He's so broody. Um, It was a weepy, oh, sorry, not a weepy, a wary sadness, but hopeful, too. Bittersweet, but Anakin was never bittersweet. His, emo- his emotions were always dichotomous. Peaks of joy and pride, hollows of anger and pain, but never both. He wasn't real. He he couldn't be. She must have been dreaming. He didn't look real either. Halfway between a hologram image and a true physical presence. He's a force ghost for those of you who don't know. Thank you. Oh, um, okay. I didn't know. So thank you for clarifying. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> he was lit up by a steady blue, not the flickering orange of the fire she and Rex had started for the night. And he wasn't quite sold. She could just make uh, she could just make out the dark outlines of the lone um I think they meant X wing not Y wing because I don't think X wing they had used to survive by looking uh by looking. Was this like I can't believe they got the spaceship wrong? No, I don't mean it in that way. I just like don't want to seem stupid. Because like I just want to. No, you're fine. You're yes. fine. You're fine. It's funny. Um, he wasn't real. He couldn't be. But as Anakin withdrew his hand upon seeing her awake, its absence immediately left an ache inside her, and Ahsoka realized that she didn't care what was real. Anakin couldn't be real, or at least he couldn't be here now, but he had never touched her, and... Sorry, but he had touched her, and it felt as real as anything. Ahsoka just laid there and stared at him, afraid that doing anything else would shatter the illusion and pull her out of her dream. Then Anakin would be gone, but that horrible, cloying ache would remain. So, if he's a Force ghost, is he still alive, or is it just no? Like the he's force fucking dead. Okay, so he's been killed by Order sixty six. Six, yes, and he is and dead. So this is like his like the, their version of like a ghost. Yeah, Force ghosts are just like ghosts. Okay. They're like Force ghosts within like at the end of like um episode six. You see like um I believe it's like Anakin and like like. Obi Wan after like every every like the galaxy is saved and Palpatine is defeated and everyone's partying and they're like fuck yeah let's go we're so cool and they're like there and they like look over to Luke and they're like period let's go period, <laughs> good <please>. job bro <laughs> and, yeah but so yeah they're like ghosties okay that makes a lot more sense then so is this me then yeah okay. the fuck boy voice isn't gonna work I'm it's, so, not. it's not so you're it's gonna not the vibe it's not the <laughs> I'm trying to be angsty, please. I don't like angst. Please let me live in my angst. Like when I had to do angst the other week, like for last kiss, that was so sad. Please let me live in my angst. I had like goosebumps. I was like, this is so sad. I don't like, like I don't see, like, like power Mm -hmm. to you if you can get through angst, right? Like my life is angsty enough. I don't need to read about like fake angst. Can I like leave? Can you let me live in my fake fake angst though? Why do you not have enough in your life? I'm like emotional. Do you not I have love... enough in your life? Is there... I... Like, do you not have enough to cry about? You have to come up with fake things to cry about? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, well, the thing is, it gets your like emotions and your cries out. And at least it's like not about real stuff. So it's like you feel better. Have you ever just like cried because like you need to cry? <laughs> yes, but like, I. And like after like, you I cry, like you feel good. Like you yeah, feel but good. Like I can so, also like, just angst. cry on command because I like, like you know how like Hulk is like that's my secret. I'm always angry. My secret is I'm always just a little bit sad. So I literally <laughs> can cry on command. So, but let me live in my angst. This is how I process my emotions <laughs> through okay. Star Wars angst. I'm just saying I would be such a good theater kid because I can literally cry on command. I I I I I. I experience my emotions through angsty star wars fan fiction and i have an unhealthy attachment to my emotions so (laughs) (laughs) this is what you guys tune in for every week i literally had therapy yesterday and here we are therapy part two therapy Uh, part two electric boogaloo oh my god wait (laughs) that's the fucking episode title it, it has to be yes i didn't mean to wake you he said softly. You didn't, she whispered back. His lips twisted, making a, uh, making the bitter su- sweetness slightly more bitter, but nothing else happened to take her, take him away from her, and she was grateful. You Got don't you. believe I'm yeah. real either, do you? 
you can't be, she protested, her throat tightening painfully with tears. She wanted nothing more for her master to be here, for him to hold her and tell her everything would be okay. Through the force, all things are possible, he recited. You you choose now to start telling me to believe in empty Jedi platitudes? I suppose you're right, Anakin conceded. Sitting down next to her on the ground, like it was the most normal, mundane mundane thing in the galaxy, he was wearing different robes, she noticed. The outer cloak was the same worn brown as his usual one, but the tunics underneath were long and cream-colored. He wore no utility belt, and she didn't see his lightsaber. Also, like, it's different because, like, Anakin has always been one to choose, like, darker Jedi robes, because, like, it foreshadows his turn to the dark side, and he's always just like, fucking angsty as shit he's so like emo i'm sorry you see that man and you don't think okay, he's an emo like, he like, is an emo with kid hair. <laughs> like those, um, those edits of like the grunge edits where people have, like, yeah have, like, black hair and punk like, edit yeah, punk, punk edit, edit at you exactly no, um i could easily see him like that but yeah so there's like that's like the significance of those like cream colored like it's okay. just not him um that's you then, if the okay. force yeah if the force could do anything then i would have used it to make a lot of things different like what ahsoka asked sitting up next to him wanting to lose herself and pretending for just a moment so and it sighed. so is the force goes so like is this like a more of a hallucination type thing no it like so it's only like jedi can see like they only jedi can see 100 percent. only okay. jedi can see force because like, you need to be force sensitive you have to be a jedi thing yeah Okay. Well, you can be like, you have to be force sensitive. So not everyone who's force sensitive is a Jedi, uh, but like but mostly most Jedi, mostly Jedi or Sith, because Sith are also force sensitive. Right. Though there are people who are force sensitive and are not. Well, Sith are just evil Jedi, right? Like to e- boil it down. <sighs> yeah, to boil it down. That's what you have to do. For me, so yeah, to boil it down. This is like insane. <laughs> She's like, she's like, I can't send you a video essay on this. Like, it's like because like Sith are an I- ideology, but there's also like a Sith race. So like, but like essentially, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, where where were we? My uh, brain my is line. slowly dying. Thank the you. The men back there would have been free to make a different choice. You and I would be back on. How do I say this? Coruscant. Coruscant celebrating the end of the war with them they would be alive a lot of jedi would still be alive he hesitated i would be alive to meet my hot tears rolled down her cheeks and she couldn't hold back the wounded sound she made she would have hoped her dreaming mind might be less cruel than to remind her that her master was most likely dead so so but like it's not like it's like right like he is like he's like that's actually his spirit yeah okay so it's 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 like a ghost it's a force ghost but not everyone believes in a ghost is what i'm saying like yeah but like force ghosts are real okay that's that's why so like this is like his spirit like if but it's like yeah but it's also like she doesn't really have like intense confirmation that he's dead so she's like Uh, fucking like she's she's also probably she's hallucinating yeah she's also like i could be fucking hallucinating right now you know like it's a hallucination not like an actual ghost Mm-hmm. okay i'm yeah. following now yes she didn't want to look at him she wanted to wake up to an existence where she could be at where she could at least pretend that's you oh oh little one he breathed at the moniker fresh tears spilled over escaping from the deep endless lake of grief she she thought would live inside her forever i thought you would have realized that already she had, though she had desperately wanted it to not be true. Neither she nor Rex had the heart to voice that thought aloud. But as she pulled the, the body, Rex? so Rex is like um like a, like a clone. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yes. Oh, that's all. That's all. I just. I yes. Like this is a character I haven't seen before. Yeah. <laughs> no. No worries. No worries. Um. But as she pulled the bodies of men who wore helmets painted with their face. With her face from the rubble, Ahsoka had kept imagining the next one would be his. Take it back, please. Tell me you're lying, she begged him, feeling like a child again. I can't, he said. But there are some things that the Force can do. She looked, uncomprehending at the strange image of him, the blur of her tears making him seem even more unsus- 
substantial, but Ahsoka could see him well enough to make out the faint smile he showed her. I'm going to give you another Jedi platitude, he warned her, with a touch of humor in his voice. Luminous beings we are, not this crude matter. For emphasis, Anakin reached out, out his hand and poked lightly at her shoulder through the dark fabric of her cloak. She could feel it, just like she had when he had smothered her hand over, his for, over her forehead. His hand, his right hand. She blinked more tears out of her vision, not caring how they fled down her face to see it more clearly. Clearly. He was wearing no glove. There were no metals, no wire, just skin. Why would she imagine him like this? She had never seen Ana seen Ana what Anakin's right hand had looked like, but somehow she knew in, in her bones that the image was correct down to the last detail. Without making, without thinking, she reached out and grabbed it, and then was, uh, then was surprised when she found that she could. Ahsoka turned his palm over in her hands, awed, and he rotated his wrist to let her. He had a small scar, she realized, in the webbing between his thumb and forefinger. It was the same dark color as the one on his face, standing out against the rest of his skin. She pushed back his sleeve to find a flesh and blood forearm, leading all the way to his elbow and seamlessly into the part of his bicep that she had, she had seen before. Anakin hummed thoughtfully as she traced her finger along the meandering line of one of his veins from his wrist towards the crease of his elbow for those of you do who don't know anakin has his like fucking right arm chopped off and he's like a metal hand oh, and usually yeah. he wears a glove to cover it so she's like why the fuck would i like if i'm like hallucinating this if i'm dreaming this why would i dream him with like a real flesh and blood arm like that like doesn't make sense Ooh. but like because he's a force ghost he right. can okay. um liz this is like maybe i just need to be tired to understand star wars yeah <laughs> like, cause like I'm understanding everything right now, and I never understand it when you try to explain it to me. Thank you. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm under. I'm like explaining it like well yeah. enough. Um, but that's you. Oh, the you know part. Yeah. Okay. You know, Master Yoda told me that after I lost this arm on Genesis, my body, the version of me that doesn't have it anymore, uh, is in the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. He explains. But nothing happened to the part of me that is the Force, and I can do what I like with it. I can manifest anywhere in the galaxy, looking how I want to look, to anyone who is willing and able to look for me. So you're not dead, she clarified? Only from a certain point of view. Anakin replied, something in his voice suggesting it was a joke that she couldn't understand. He took her hand in his left and guided her fingers to press against the inside of his right wrist. There was no pulse there. Tears welled in her eyes again. Nothing made sense anymore. If this was a dream, which she was really wasn't sure of, it was simultaneously the most re realistic and ludicrous one she had ever had. You're... She stammered. I don't... I'm one with the Force, Smiths. Bruh. Shit. <laughs> Fuck. Um, for the, also for, No, I'm not, like, crying, but, like, it's hitting. Oh, it's, like, okay. hitting. It's not so hitting for, me because I don't go here. So for, for those of you who don't know, like, Snips is, like, Anakin's, like, nickname for Ahsoka. So, like, he'll be, like, he'll, like, call her Snips. I'm, like, that's just, like, the freaking, like, it's it's just the nickname. And it's, like, very cute and sweet. And, like, uh, it's it's good. He said, still fresh, uh, frustratingly gentle. He was more placid, more of a Jedi than she had ever known him to be, and she decided that she hated it a little bit. I just managed to stay myself more than most other beings do. Ahsoka leaned into her master's shoulder, buried the side of her face into the fabric of his cloak. Because you're the chosen one, she guessed, sniffling. Yes, he said simply, and another time he would have brushed brushed it off or disagreed she and anakin had never talked about it by themselves but other jedi would make references to the prophecy sometimes ahsoka's age mates had certainly quizzed her about it often enough but then she had left them behind they were probably dead now and the only one she could discuss it with was now him is the force balanced <laughs> anakin scoffed not yet i think that might be why i got to stick around i've got some unfinished business there are some people that need me. I need you, she thought. But what she said was, the Force needs you. Yeah. He whispered into the top of her head. She couldn't feel his breath. I'm just not sure yet what will happen to me when I finally 
fulfilled my destiny. No, Ahsoka thought when she realized what he was implying. I've just gotten him back. It can't take him away again. Don't go, she said desperately, fighting back more tears. I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. How do I... What do you want me to... I need you to tell me what to do. He had a prophecy, a destiny, but she had nothing. She could never belong anywhere for long, it seemed. Ahsoka. He, she looked at her master and he looked back with meaning in his eyes. You taught me something very important once. Do you remember? She shrugged feebly. Where was he going with this? You had been missing. The... I think it's Trendoshans. I for some reason my thought was like Tradashian, like Kardashian. <laughs> like trash dashian. Keeping up with the trash dashian. Keeping up with the Trendoshans. Uh, <laughs> the Trendoshans had kidnapped you, and I wanted to apologize to you for not doing enough to keep you safe. Ahsoka remembered. She remembered how good it had felt to, to see him smile down at her. How warm it felt in the forest when he put his hands on her shoulders, the sun coming out for, out after a very long night. He looked away for, from her briefly then, and she could see when he met, ugh. and she could see when he met her gaze again, even in his odd ghostly glow, the way his eyes glistened. You said that I'd already done everything I could, that I taught you how to survive. She could only nod. So live, please. That's what I want you to do. The rest is up to you. Anakin, she sobbed. It was so simple, and yet it seemed like the most difficult thing in the galaxy. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> That's always like, it's like, it's the most awkward thing when you read, you're just like, shh. <laughs> oh my kiss into the mic. He soothed her, cupping her cheeks with his two warm human hands. Oh, I know. I know. It's already been so hard, and I am so, so proud of you for coming this far. Ahsoka just wept louder, grief from what she had lost, and joy for what for what it seemed she had not. Rex stirred where he lay sleeping on the hard, dirty ground on the other side of the fire. Anakin looked in his direction and smiled sadly. Rex didn't have the Force. When he woke, he wouldn't be able to see Anakin. Anakin turned back and pressed a feather-like kiss to her forehead. Ahsoka thanked the Force that she could feel it. You'll see me again, he murmured. May the forest be with you. And when Rex opened his eyes and pushed himself sleepily onto one elbow to ask what was wrong, why she was crying, Anakin was gone. Boom, done. Yeah, it's like really sad, but it's like, it's a good one. Emotionally, it's, mm, it hits. Like, I don't, I mean, I, unfortunately, like, I've never interacted with media that Ahsoka was in. So, like, it doesn't mean anything to me. But Ahsoka know. is so good. She's like pretty. she is so She's fucking and good. That's all I know. She's like literally the perfect Padawan for Anakin mm-hmm. because she is like just as like stubborn and like loves to take risks just like him. Whereas like I was watching one of the episodes and it's like Obi-Wan was like Ahsoka, like pull back, like you like you're gonna get yourself and your entire like like um like your your whole squad killed and then Anakin asks Obi-Wan's like oh what's Ahsoka doing and and like Obi-Wan's like well following your teachings I presume (laughs) and he's like oh but like is she winning though (laughs) it's like they're like so they're like such a perfect pair and also yeah it's just it's so good it's so good yeah well I can just go on for Star Wars for hours um I don't necessarily read these as much as I probably emotionally would like to, but that's yeah. fair. I will not be reading them. That is fair. <laughs> so I got randomly assigned Wilderness Survival. Woo! Um, and I was like, okay, whatever, why not? So here we are. So Wilderness Survival is like a headcanon type trope, So, but it's different from just camping because the characters did not choose their circumstances and now they have to like survive it. Mm-hmm. Um, usually it's a lot more like, oh my god, like these characters are going to die in the wild type. Like it's like life or death type situations. But I went with the funnier one, which I'm glad I did. Otherwise this would have been inks fucking central apparently. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, what Wilderness Survival led me to is that there's this not as popular tag called Canadian Shack Fix, which mm-hmm. is originally from the Doof South fandom from like the early 2000s, late 90s, I believe. So characters would often find themselves isolated at a Canadian shack in Doof South fan fiction. This trope became more widely known after the 2001 challenge, 101 Ways to End Up in a Canadian Shack, who was, which was organized by somebody named Speranza. And in the Due South fandom, a lot of these works are set because of the series finale called Call of the Wild, which Ray Kowalski and Benton Fraser shack up in northern Canada. Sometimes, I'm sorry, but what is Due South? I have no idea. Okay. Um, if you if you if you wanna, I I can pull up right now the the wiki. It is a Canadian comedy drama. Um, mm-hmm. And it was about a fictional constable and his American friends set in Chicago. Okay. So, yeah. That's fine. That's all That's I all I need to know. Um, but then the series finale, they shack up in Northern Canada. And uh, the, fic, the fic shows them shacking up in Northern Canada. And sometimes, but not always, literally in the shack. And a lot of the fics were called cabin fics. And, um, but the 2001 challenge is what led to it being uh, the term... Cab- Canadian shack being popularized, which I, I thought was cabins. really really funny. And there's uh, several hundred fix under this tag on Ao3, and they're not all due south. Like it's it's just like you know fix in general, which I thought was really cool. Cute, um, love it. So I the past few weeks have been obsessed with the show Community. I somehow never watched it, and I oh been... I love Community. Oh, I'm so glad. Okay, good. Otherwise, this fic would be so awful for you. Uh, <laughs> but if you don't know Community, you might not enjoy the fic. But I've been obsessed with it since I started working, basically, and I just like leave it on when i'm working from home because it's like a nice show that's like i can pay attention to without like devoting all my attention to it and then in the moments where i do get to devote all my attention to it like there's still like hidden gems and stuff um so it's it's a fun show i'm not finished with it i think i'm on like season five like i'm on the season where pierce just left and um troy is about to leave so i know Mm -hmm. that it goes downhill after that so don't don't i'm trying not to think about it but mm-hmm. this fic it's, it's so it's a, a community fic and this is called advanced cabin fever and wilderness survival skills an introduction by um and this person had a pseudonym as well as their author name listed so palgrave p-a-l-g-r-a-v-e and also goes by goldenrod all one word so yeah um i guess i will read for abed because it's probably his perspective because usually mm-hmm. these are his point of view um so i'll read for abed i'll have you read for jeff mm-hmm. i'll read for annie you'll read for troy mm-hmm. i'll take britta you take shirley and pierce mm-hmm. i will um, try my best to remember the list of so basically just i will me. just do abed annie and shirley okay and you'll do everyone else okay no one was quite sure why greendale community college owned a quote-unquote excuse me highly desirable cabin property you'll never want to leave in northern canada of all places but most of the people who ever visited it including six of the seven people currently contained in it were certain of two things it was neither desirable highly or otherwise and they very much did want to leave of course those six people were rather confused as to what they were doing there in the first place the seven of them he had a plan in a canadian shack Okay, people, Jeff Winger announced, standing before his study group. This may be the greatest crisis the study group has ever known. I'm not going to lie to you. It's looking tough. But if there's one thing I've learned about this study group is that we rise to the challenge, no matter what the challenge is. And we can beat this challenge if we all work together. If we do what is best for all of us. If we sacrifice whatever is necessary. If we offer ourselves wholly to the group, blood, sweat, flesh and all. Everyone present nodded and murmured sounds of assent. It was a classic winger speech. You could almost hear inspiring music over the top of it with electric guitars and everything. Therefore, Jeff concluded, I move that if we're snowed in and forced to resort to cannibalism, we eat Pierce first. (laughs) Jeff was not coping well with the lack of cell phone coverage or the wild animals or the whole Canadian outdoors thing, really. As one, everyone looked towards Pierce Hawthorne, who was, not entirely surprisingly, looking rather alarmed and indignant. In, 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 I can never say this word. Indignant? Yes. Thank you. I can never say it right. Indignant. Wait, am I, am I reading for Pierce? Yes, you'll read for Pierce. Hey! Ew! Annie Edison wrinkled her nose. Gross! Jeff! Plus, we've been here like two hours. It's way too soon to start even thinking about resorting to cannibalism. 
And I'll have you read for Britta. I thought you were reading for Britta. No, I'm reading for Shirley. Uh, I'm so stupid. You're good. Okay. And hardly vegetarian compliant, I might add. Britta Perry announced with just enough misplaced self-righteousness to make her seem entirely unsufferable. Everyone groaned and someone threw a wadded up bit of paper at her. I'm not sure what my pastor would say about eating pierced, Jeffrey. Shirley Bennett demurred. I love the fucking accent her actress uses. Like, isn't that the accent just like the t- the lilt that she uses in her voice? Like, especially mm-hmm. when she's British, she goes, Britta. <laughs> like, every time she says that, I think it's literally the funniest thing. <laughs> Honestly, like, Shirley is probably, like, my favorite actor in the show. Like, I, she's so funny. Um, Jeff felt the need to reassert authority. Sorry. Annie, two hours is never too soon to start planning for emergency situations. Britta, it's the middle of winter. Nothing is growing. If you want to starve, be my guest. Shirley, you're a Christian. Do whatever the whole body and blood and bread and wine thing. Just think of it as eating an older, more racist, and kind of evil Jesus. (laughs) Shirley seemed about, about to correct Jeff on the finer points of the Eucharist at length when Troy Barnes, who was for reasons known only to himself and his best friend, dressed like a Mountie, raised his hand. If we're going to be eating people, he said, then I kind of don't want to eat Pierce. No offense, but I kind of don't think he'd be very appetizing. He seems like he'd be, well, mostly gristle and fat. If anything, Pierce looked even more indignant at that. Did I say it right? Indignant. Yeah, indignant. Yes. Okay. Hey, uh, fair point. Jeff replied. He sighed. You know, I'm kind of regret it. I kind of regret directing Chang to the wrong cabin. Now we could have eaten him. If uh, sorry, if we, like, uh, it's okay. Back to back. If we have to eat anyone, Troy continued. I vote for Annie. An offended little squeak from the nominated candidate in question followed this. We can't eat Annie. Jeff pointed out irritably. She's the only one who has any kind of survival skills whatsoever. Annie nodded primly. Score one for the summer school wilderness survival course. Okay, then. Troy snapped back, irritated with Jeff talking down to him. How about Britta? Do you want me to read for Britta? Because I feel like I'm making you read for, like, all the boys. Okay. I'll read for Britta. It's fine. Hey, how come it's only the girls who are being suggested here? Britta replied indignantly and rather wounded. She thought that she and Troy had something. If we're going to abandon all human morals and decency and start human sacrifices, how come we don't start with Troy? And I'm wondering why, if we're suggesting eating the girls, no one has suggested me yet, Shirley growled. (laughs) Not that she wanted to be eaten, of course, but it would be nice to be considered. This was about to point out that he'd been suggested first and was most emphatically not a girl and would be willing to show off Lil Mag, not so little Magnum, to prove it. When Troy leapt in, annoyed and hurt by Britta's suggestion, he thought they'd had something. Maybe I suggest I suggested you so that you'd shut up for once. Oh, yeah? Well, maybe I suggested you so that we'd get a break from your attitude. Oh, yeah? Well, maybe I suggested you because I'm sick of your self-righteous yet sensitive and mysteriously alluring attitude and perfect butt. Oh, yeah? Well, maybe I also suggested you because I'm sick of your annoying but sweet nature and gorgeous washboard abs. <laughs> Britta and Troy glared at each other for a moment. It was for them somehow angry yet passionate, charged with both intense hurt and betrayal, and yet searing erotic tension that left them immensely confused and yet deeply turned on. It was a moment that would burn into their memories forever, along with the exact color of each other's eyes, and left them with just the faintest thread of hope. For everyone else, it was just random and weird. <laughs> you guys! Annie threw up her hands, once more resigned to being the voice of what should be common sense, but somehow with this group of people just isn't. We're getting irrational. We've been here for just over two hours, and there's a huge pile of supplies over there. She pointed out what was, indeed, a large collection of boxes containing food in the corner next to what could, with immense generosity of spirit, be called a kitchen. There is absolutely no need for us to even consider eating human flesh. And Jeff, I'm still kind of weird out that you even mentioned it. Annie's right, Shirley agreed. It looks like those could last us at least a month. Thank you, Shirley, Jeff said. Now, as I was saying... They're mostly canned beans and processed macaroni, but still. Thank you, Shirley. Anyway... Also, I made brownies. 
Thank you, Shirley. Okay, fine. No more talks of <laughs> cannibalism for now. Jeff added to himself. Which brings me to the second point of discussion. Since we're here in this dump in the middle of nowhere, I think it would be very productive and conducive to the harmonic functioning of the group if we discuss why exactly we have all been made to give up our week and summoned to the middle of nowhere to fix up this dump. And specifically, who is exactly is to blame for this situation? I vote we look at Abed, Annie replied. As one, everyone turned to glare at Abed Nadir. He didn't look particularly pleased, or phased. It may have had something to do with the fact that for reasons known only to himself, he too was dressed as a Mountie. I know what you're all thinking, he said calmly, and I'm guessing by what I can more or less determine from prior experience that you're annoyed. But there is a bigger picture at work here, and I urge you all to consider it. Yes, I volunteered you all to the Dean to help fix up the official Greendale Canadian Retreat Center. He gestured around their rather dismal surroundings, which could only be considered a retreat by a serial killer or someone who had been inspired to live the rural life by Walden, but had completely failed to rise to the task. But like Jeff says, I think we can turn this challenge into an opportunity. For this, Abed continued, his voice deep and rich with meaning, is our Canadian shack. The other members of the study group looked around their surroundings. It was indeed a shack, and they were, as it happened, in Canada. That much at least made sense. It was the hour part that the others were stuck on. Ahmed? Jeff asked in what was, for him, a civil and pleasant tone. I know that to you, that might seem like it explains everything, but I still have some questions. Specifically, why do we need a shack? Why do we need a Canadian shack? Why do we need this Canadian shack? And what in God's name are you talking about? I really like how we're now going to get an education about the Canadian shack trope. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. Wait, wait, stop. Wait, wait, wait. This is iconic. We're actually getting an explanation about everything. This is perfect. Everyone else nodded. Simple, said Abed. It stems from Due South fandom in the 1990s. When the series ended, the fans devised a number of potential scenarios for the main characters following the conclusion of the narrative, all of which to seem to end with, up with them living together in a cabin in rural Canada. From this, the premise spread to other fandoms, thus producing a number of fanfics involving the characters either happening upon or retiring to said Canadian shack. What's Due South? Annie whispered to Britta and Shirley as Abed delivered his explanation. It was a TV show about a gay Mountie, his dog, and the cop he was hooking up with. Britta replied. It was a wolf, Shirley responded, and they weren't gay. They just solved crimes. Oh, come on, Shirley. They were totally doing each other. As Britta and Shirley began to bicker quietly about their unexpected shared appreciation for Due South and the homoerotic subtext or lack thereof within, Annie made a quiet mental note to check it out as soon as possible. Not because she secretly had a bit of a fetish for Mounties, which didn't make sitting opposite from Troy and Abed awkward in the slightest, or oh no, or an even more secret collection of gay Mountie porn or anything. Just because. Okay. Jeff replied to Abed, pretending not to notice Shirley's and Britta's arguments about gay Mounties or something. We'll pretend that explanation explains something for now, but it still doesn't explain why I'm giving up my weekend to come up, to come... So it comes to what is, and I think I'm being pretty generous here, a crappy little cab cabin somewhere in Canada where there's no cell phone coverage, no bathroom, and more furry living things out indoors than outdoors, one of which I'm delighted to report almost crawled up my leg right now. Well, we'll need somewhere to hole up after cancellation, Abed reasoned, and Greendale happened to have this property listed. The dean asked us to clean it up for his sister, but I think we can make a go of it here. If we fix up together, we should make it inhabitable. Our current supplies should last a month, but then we can forage for what we need and go into the nearest town for the rest. With a carefully arranged blanket fortress, we should be able to create adequate space for everyone here to live comfortably. No one looked exceptionally happy with where this explanation seemed to be going. Whoa! Jeff interrupted, holding a hand up cancellation what are you talking about are you saying we live here all of us here he held up his cell phone again i draw your attention again to the point about the lack of cell phone coverage i don't want to live here troy sounded shocked there's no bathroom i'm pretty sure that means pooping outdoors and me and pooping outdoors do not get along and the cult is shrinking my genitals Pierce added he scoffed they certainly aren't always that small. Everyone looked at him with disgust for a moment. Abed, Britta said gently and only slightly condescendingly. What do you mean, cancellation? What's this all about? I noticed it a while ago, Abed replied. 
The winter break is lasting longer than it should. That means we've been put on hiatus. It's only a short step from there to cancellation, so we need to be prepared. If our stories aren't going to be continued, then we can live out here in the wild, together. Everyone else shifted slightly uncomfortably. There were suddenly a lot of memories of two Christmases ago floating around. This had, Abed thinks we're all stop-motion animated or something again, written all over it. Abed? Jeff said carefully. The winter breaks lasting longer because the dean had to shut down the school and suspend classes. Because of the whole grease fire and raccoon infestation thing, remember? That's the current explanation, Abed conceded. And I'm sure there's been a lot of talk about options, considerations, attendances. He left this hanging meaningfully, and so forth. Conclusion. The specter of cancellation hangs above us. Now, I'm not saying it's definite. We don't need to move up here right away. We have time to change things around. This is not the worst timeline. But we need to be prepared for the worst. We need a fallback plan. In short, should we be cancelled, we need a Canadian shack to retreat to at a moment's notice. There was a long silence. Abed? Jeff replied, sounding like a man on the verge of cabin fever breakdown and trying very, very hard to remain calm. Four things. One, for the millionth time, there are no other timelines. Two, we are not a TV show. Our school has been temporarily damaged and forced to close. We are not being cancelled. Three, even if there were, th- if, even if that were the case, that does not mean we would all have to move into a shack in the middle of the Canadian woods. Four, this particular shack is completely uninhabited, unha- uninhabitable by one person, never mind seven. Your entire plan is insane. As I am beginning to suspect, are you? Abed reached over and patted Jeff on the shoulder. I admire your optimism, Jeff, he said earnestly. It's spirit like that, which will get us six seasons in a movie. Jeff looked at him with a mixture of resignation and burning fury. But like you said, Abed continued, it's never too early to be prepared. Jeff buried his head in his hands and prayed for cancellation. There was a long, awkward silence. Hey, Troy, Abed, Annie asked when the silence and what appeared to be Jeff's silent weeping got too much to tolerate. You look really cool in those uniforms. There was a reluctant murmur of assent from everyone else except Jeff. Thanks, Annie. Troy grinned. Will you be keeping them when we get home? Annie continued, sounding slightly too casual and innocent. Abed and Troy exchanged glances, slightly puzzled. Yeah? Troy shrugged. I guess so. Why? Oh, no reason. Elsewhere, a rather intense, some would say demented, in fact, most would say demented, Chinese-American man was taking an axe to a cabin door. When Ben Chang made an entrance, he made an entrance. You want me to be him? Yep, you'll be Chang. (laughs) Here's Changi! He yelled through the rather large ragged hole he'd just chopped in the door of the wooden cabin with an axe. The Mountie, seated at a table facing the door beside the beautiful white dog-wolf hybrid, stared back at him impassively. You're not the study group, Chang accused. That I am not, I'm afraid, the Mountie replied. His manners, it had to be said, were impeccable. So what's going on? Well, at a guess, the Mountie said thoughtfully, I'd say someone has anticipated your rather dramatic arrival and directed you to the wrong cabin. Oh, man, Chang whined, throwing the axe to the ground petulantly. Those guys suck! He turned to walk away, but tripped on the steps and fell into a stunned heap in the shrubbery, ending up tangled in a bush. Then the Mountie set his dog on him and arrested him for illegally entering the country, vandalism of property, and destruction of native fauna. The Mountie might be polite, but he still had a job to do, darn it. And then there's like a little, um, like, outtake at the end. Uh, An omake, if you will, from the early days of fanfic. (laughs) In a Canadian shack, in the worst of all timelines, six people in black clothing sat around from each other. Each of them wore a fake black goatee, even the woman, even those men who had actually grown a real goatee. There was a rather awkward silence. Well, Evil Jeff, Evil Jeff said, sounding resigned. Now what? Evil Abed merely chuckled evilly. He was getting quite good at it. You know, Evil Jeff continued, it's a pity Pierce isn't here. We could have eaten him, if necessary. Evil Annie made a face. Ew, Jeff, gross. What? We're evil now. After a moment, everyone had to agree that he had a point. That was such a good fig. <laughs> right? That I was, was, I was so like, cute. I think it like, actually per- like, captured like all of community yeah. like, perfectly. 
Mm-hmm. Like I love how it had the little like within the fic it was like meadow where it's like this is the tr- this is the trope from and like it was like the yeah, fan lore like, page wait, in I, the because I only read part of it when I copied it and then I was like wait, wait this is perfect <laughs> yeah and obviously if you didn't pick up on it because it took me a second to realize um the Mountie that Chang got arrested by is the Do South guy. Um, <gasps> I wasn't even thinking about yeah, that. that. That's that so was, fucking good. They, That's they talk so about fucking his, like wolf dog hybrid. That's so that fucking Charlie good. That's yeah. so fucking good. Holy shit. Yeah. So I I love this. Uh, <laughs> um, I was like, wait, if, if there's more community fix like this, I want to read it. This is this was just fun. That's great. And it's I like love it. it really it literally feels like an episode. Oh like, yeah. I can picture all the characters like saying and acting this way. We um, have to revive the show to make this an episode. Oh god. Like I'm so sad that it's like not ongoing because like I'm only just now getting into it and I'm like, wait, this show is so good. Like I know that Pierce leaving and Troy leaving like kind of ruins the vibe, but also like Pierce leaving, not so much. Troy leaving, yeah, Troy yeah. leaving ruins the vibe. But like it's still like the characters are great. And like I said, like Shirley's whole thing with like ta like at the like whenever she says something with a ta and like the way she says it, or right? like anything that ends in an ah sound is so funny to me. Mm-hmm. it's so freaking funny yeah um but yeah yes. I, I, don't, I i don't think i'll be reading this tag in particular but i will definitely be reading community fix i yeah i can't say the say i i can't like yeah say it either i agree yeah, yeah i it's just too angsty for me and it's like hardcore but I, I liked that what it led us to today mm-hmm. so uh liz where can we find you on social media you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok at LazilyLiz. What about you, Gabs? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok at FlightyTheNerd. Liz, where can we find more about the show? You can find the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Trope Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Trope Podcast. There are Tropes Battle for Dominance. If you need to email us for any reason, like comments, questions, concerns, uh, good Maze Runner or Twilight fan fictions, please email us at tropedominance at gmail.com. Uh, please rate, comment, follow, subscribe, whatever it is, wherever you listen to the show. It helps us a lot. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.